Hi everyone, welcome to episode 22 of the Real Food Mamas podcast. I'm Aglaya Jacob, a real food registered dietitian and mom. I'm also the author of the book and cookbook, Digestive Health with Real Food, a practical guide to an anti-inflammatory, low irritant, nutrient-dense diet for IBS and other digestive issues. And you can also find a lot of free info and content, as well as details about my online private coaching programs at radicatanutrition.com. That's R-A-D-I-C-A-T-A, nutrition.com. My co-host, Stephanie, is not here today, but remember to check out her website at rockyourhormones.com and to look for her brand new program, Healthy Mama, Happy Baby, which is a virtual pregnancy handbook she created with the co-creator of Whole30, Melissa Hartwig. Before diving into today's topic, I just wanted to share with you that I have a brand new and free ebook uh, that you can get on uh, my website at radicatanutrition.com. You'll also find uh, the link to it directly in the show notes at realfoodmamaspodcast.com. So I was inspired by our podcast episode number 10, which was about our favorite superfoods for super moms. So I just made an ebook uh, for you to find that information in writing. So um, it's, it's really short and concise. You have the, the, just the basic information you need to really understand why you should have those superfoods, how to choose uh, the best in each of the different categories I talk about, and how to eat these foods. And that also includes a free calendar, a monthly calendar to help you keep track of your superfoods and make sure you're getting enough. And those superfoods are for super moms. So whether you're trying to boost your fertility, whether you're pregnant, uh, if you're trying to um, recover in the postpartum period, if you're uh, breastfeeding, or uh, just for, for the rest of your, you know, for all moms at any stage of your life, those superfoods are something that should be part of of your of your life and on your plate uh, every week all right so let's move on to today's episode for today we have a very special guest here to talk to us about natural um, uh, remedies for kids how to naturally boost your immune system uh, so those tips apply not only for kids but for the whole family really we'll be discussing uh, many uh, different uh, topics but first I want you all to know that this guest is very special to me she was my doula and my naturopathic doctor doctor for the the time I was living in uh, Toronto. She did an amazing job helping me stay healthy while pregnant. She assisted me with my home birth. She has ensured both Aiden and I were recovering well during the postpartum period. She's an amazing healer and I'm really excited to share with you, uh, share her with you today. So let me uh, read you her bio. Dr. Siobhan Wright is a licensed doctor of naturopathic medicine and birth doula, registered with the College of Naturopaths of Ontario. She holds a Bachelor of Naturopathy from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine, a rigorous four-year full-time program, as well as honors Bachelor of Arts degree in kinesiology and physical education from Wilfrid Laurier University. Dr. Wright has a general family practice in Ajax and East Toronto, 
with an interest in pregnancy and postpartum health, pediatrics, hormonal disturbances, stress management, digestive and immune health, detoxification, weight management, fertility, and uh, much more. She is an active member of the Pediatric Association of Naturopathic Physicians and the Association of Perinatal Naturopathic Doctors. When she's not furthering her knowledge of naturopathic medicine through courses and workshops and working with patients in the clinic, Siobhan can be found raising her two young boys, experimenting in the kitchen with dirty hands in the garden, traveling, biking, doing yoga and reading. She lives with her partner and their two children in the east end of Toronto. All right, so I'm excited to sh to to share the uh, interview I had with her, but uh, because it was a bit long, we decided to split the interview into two podcasts. So uh, for today, the first part, we'll talk about natural ways to boost your immune system, and uh, make sure you tune in for our next episode uh, in two weeks, where we'll discuss specific remedies for common health problems like colds and flus, bumps and bruises, cuts and scratches, tummy issues, constipation, and many more. And I want to apologize in advance if you hear a lot of background noise on my side because there was some torrential rain at the time of the recording, as it there often is in the afternoon here in Costa Rica. So it was getting a little bit loud in the in the house, um, and I didn't want to reschedule my guests for that reason only. So I, I tried to put my mic on mute when I wasn't talking, and I just hope that it this isn't too annoying for you. I really apologize for that. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's uh, let's hear part one of my interview with Dr. Wright. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Siobhan. I'm really excited to have you here today to discuss your favorite natural remedies for kids and the rest of the family. I know you have a lot of experience in this area, being a doula, a naturopathic doctor, and a mom of two boys. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, how about we start with colds and flus? Of course, I want to remind everyone that the suggestions discussed here are not meant to be interpreted as medical advice and that you should always consult with your own healthcare provider to find the best options for you. But now that the disclaimer is out of the way, let's get started. So welcome, Dr. Wright. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And hello, everyone. <laughs> um, so first of all, I just wanted to, I know we're talking about uh, natural remedies for kids and the whole family, um, but I just wanted to um, talk a little bit about the immune system in general before we delve into what we do specifically um, for... That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So um, a huge factor in building a healthy and robust immune system comes from the process of getting sick. So our bodies, our immune system creates a sort of memory from each and every bug that it encounters. So this explains why as our immune systems are building in the first few years of life, um, kids and babies get sick very often because their immune systems are building and each time they get sick, they're building a memory of that um, bug that they've encountered so that the next time they encounter it, they won't um, have such a big reaction to it. They might have a minor, some minor symptoms to it, um, but most of the time, if that same bug comes along, then they won't get um, sick from it because their immune system remembers what to do and it sees it and um, and has a memory and has the tools to um, to uh, dissolve the illness really quickly. 
Uh-huh. So it really learns. It's uh, it's super cool how the immune system work, and I love learning about that stuff. So that that's so awesome that uh, we can train our immune system in a way. Yeah, exactly. So you want to think of getting sick as like exercise for your little one's immune system. So we don't want to. Um, it's not a bad thing to get sick once in a while. But of course, as a mother of two young boys, I do know how hard it is to see your little ones getting sick. Um, but it is part of growing up and it's important to teach our children just to slow down and honor and respect the fact that their bodies need a little bit of time to and attention to heal. Mm. Um, so as parents, of course, we can model this by looking after ourselves when we're sick and allowing our children the space and ex- to experience being under the weather. Um, if your child is getting sick often, of course, it can be really problematic and disruptive to our lives and to their lives. Um, it's not fun being sick. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about some ways to prevent getting sick that we can all um, sort of weave into our daily lives. And then we'll get into some more specific strategies. That sounds like a really good plan. And this is really good advice because as parents, as you said, it's really hard to to see our kids being sick. We want our kids to feel better and we feel like we need to do something. But it's good to remind ourselves that sometimes we just need to let nature take its course and that just being there for them is enough even if we don't do anything like concrete. So, yeah, exactly. So, and, yeah, and that, that easy. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. The majority of, uh, of colds and, um, and flus, flu bugs that kids get, you know, they, they will go away, um, you know, within a few days or a week without doing mm-hmm. anything, but just, mm-hmm. you know, caring for our bodies and resting and slowing down. So, um, yeah, we don't always have to jump in and, and interfere with, with nature taking its course, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good reminder. Yeah. All right. So, so, because this is the, the Real Food Podcast, you said you wanted to talk about the, 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 the basics of boosting our immune system. And I assume that uh, there's, you know, as a naturopathic doctor, I know that nutrition is one of the, the tools you have in your toolkit. So is there anything we can do to boost our immunity with our diet? Mm-hmm, of course. So um, getting back to basics is um, the best thing you can do. So cutting down on sugary packaged and processed foods, GMO foods, and instead focusing on whole foods, lots of vegetables in the diet, lots of fruits, lots of healthy fats, plenty of clean water, and adequate protein. And protein, as you know, should never be overlooked as it forms the building blocks of antibodies, which are Im- important disease-fighting cells in our bodies. Um, and sugar, important thing to discuss. I'm sure everyone has, has heard about um, big bad sugar. Um, it promotes inflammation and decreases your body's ability to fight infection. Um, so sugar can actually dampen your immune system's response by 50% um, for up to five hours within 10 minutes of consumption. Um, this is crazy. I mean, yeah. some people have, you know, sugary breakfast cereal, and then they have uh, some you know, sweetened yogurt or and for lunch, and then cookies for dinner. So basically, yeah. their immune system is down for the whole day, right? Yeah, exactly. And parents come in and they show me their children's diet, and they wonder why their kids mm. are getting sick so often. And it's because your immune system is just kind of, um, you know, half of it is kiboshed by 
by the sugar you're eating and um, mm-hmm. causing unnecessary inflammation in the body um, that that could be going towards fighting the infection, but instead it's 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 dealing with the sugar and the inflammation that the sugar is causing. Um, right. So going on about sugar, so we want to be minimizing juices as well um, and pasteurized milk. White foods, so like rice, bread, and pasta, those are all sort of the gray or white foods we talk about, Mm -hmm. and emphasizing organic foods as much as possible. So I think we included a link at the end here about the Mm -hmm. environmental working group, their um, Clean 15 and Dirty Dozen lists. So these are really great lists to use um, so that you know where to allocate your your money if you're on a budget and you can't eat 100% organic all the time. Um, the dirty dozen is the, the list of foods that, um, are more heavily, um, sprayed with pesticides or they don't have a, a, an outer peel that sort of protects what you're eating from the pesticides. Um, and then the conventional, um, you can sort of buy conventional produce on the clean 15 list because it's not as heavily sprayed and, and filled with, um, and pesticides. Um, yes, I mean, I, I just want to jump in quickly and, and read uh, really quick the, the dirty dozen list for, you know, it, the, the, the fruits, the produce that are on that list are apples, celery, cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, grapes, nectarines, peaches, potatoes, but not sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, snap peas, spinach, strawberries, sweet bell pepper, hot peppers, kale, collard greens. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, those are really worth buying organic, mm-hmm. even uh, if you're on a budget or just simply avoid those and eat other vegetables and fruits that are not on that list if you can't. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's also worth noting that um, when it comes to toxins in our food, most toxins are stored in fat. So if you think about the nature of meats and dairy and other sort of oils and fats, um, those would contain more toxins um, per gram um, than mm-hmm. vegetables. So if you need to prioritize your spending, then spending your money on organic or at least um, antibiotic and hormone-free meats, uh, dairy, and fats, um, that's, that's mm-hmm. sort of a must. So um, just keep that in mind when you're thinking of, of, of buying organics. Yes, I think that's really great information. Dr. Wright, thank you so much. I, I know that many parents think it is really expensive to buy organic, but it seems that it can really make a difference in making the body and the immune system stronger. And it's good to know that if we're on a budget, we can prioritize things. And uh, as you said, organic meat, organic dairy are really worth it. And we will also put a link to the Dirty Dozen list from the Environmental Working Group in the show notes at realfoodmamaspodcast.com so you can all print it and bring it with you to the grocery stores to um, to make things easier. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay, good. And oh, okay, so let's talk about something else. I know, uh, well, most people know that I'm really passionate about digestive health. I wrote a book about it <laughs> and I often like to repeat what Hippocrates said way back. He said, health starts in the gut and I couldn't agree more. But are there any connections uh, between gut health and immune health in your opinion, Dr. Wright? Of course. And I know <laughs> you are probably more of an expert on this than I am. So I won't delve in too deeply um, to this topic, but I do want to touch on it because it is so um, so 
uh, closely linked the immune system and digestive health. Um, and that also plays into our mood and our nervous system function as well. Um, but 70 to 90% of our immune system activity takes place just beyond the cell layer of the small intestine, right? So this is what we mm -hmm. call the gut. And I'm sure everyone's heard of leaky gut and healthy gut and probiotics and all that stuff. So um, we want to avoid things as much as possible that are going to disrupt the integrity of the gut. So we want to steer clear of antibiotics whenever possible. Um, so really only using them when we um, the need is really there. Um, for most colds and flus, people do not need to be taking antibiotics. Um, most of them are viral in nature, so antibiotics don't even um, really deal with the issue <laughs> that's going on. So, um, so... As I was saying, the antibiotics will, they'll clear your system of both the good and the bad bacteria. So we really need the good bacteria there to be overcrowding the, the bad bacteria and dealing with bugs that come in um, and maintaining the integrity of the gut, um, which I'm sure your listeners can learn about in another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yes. Because it's a pretty big uh, discussion. Um, but more recent research has actually shown that antibiotic use in children has been associated with the development of asthma and irritable bowel syndrome. Mm. Um, so that one, that's an interesting addition to what we already knew. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I actually recently learned that NSAIDs, so non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications. So these are your ibuprofen and your Advil. Um, mm -hmm. that people will commonly take for a headache or menstrual cramps. Um, they can actually also interfere with gut lining um, and disrupt the immune system's activity. So um, avoiding those uh, whenever possible as well and finding other solutions to, to pain by working with your ND. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Avoiding antibacterial products, so like antibacterial lotions, hand sanitizers, antibacterial soaps, um, those are also going to interfere with your immune system's job because they're basically they're sloughing off the, the layer of good bacteria and the acidic layer that's on your skin that's helping to fight off pathogens. Um, so I do understand you have to balance, um, you know, washing your hands when you come home which is really important for, you know, promoting a good immune system. But um, we don't want to kill off all of our little friends, um, our, all of our good bacteria. Mm -hmm. and, and if you, you know, if people need another reason to <laughs> reconsider their use of antibacterial products, uh, I was recently reading something saying that there was a study showing that if you... Um, I mean, you know that the receipt we get oh, from yeah. uh, the grocery stores, they're, they're, they're aligned with BPA and uh, chemicals like that. And if you have antibacterial products on your hand when you touch a receipt that contains BPA, then it's absorbed a lot more. A lot more of the BPA is absorbed into your skin and into your body. Yeah, so exactly. that's pretty disgusting. Yes. <laughs> I'm always chatting with the, with, the, with the tellers at the grocery stores, and some of them wear gloves, and I always comment, on, ah. oh, it's great that you're wearing gloves that's smart because they're constantly <laughs> using the antibacterial yes. and stuff um, and i imagine that will carry over into you know handling plastics in your home right lots of people mm -hmm. have plastic toys probably plastic, yeah um, tupperwares and things like that so yeah very mm -hmm. good 
Um, so another um, important um, factor in immune health is our food sensitivities. So this is a, a big one, and it's, it is a, a big topic to, um, to get into, but <laughs> um, I'll just touch on it a little bit. If, if you're sort of constantly consuming foods that you're sensitive to, or you have a leaky gut, or your immune system, your immune system is going to be spending a lot of energy dealing with um, the immune reaction that goes on in the gut because of those food sensitivities. So... Uh, working with your ND or Aglai to do an elimination mm -hmm. diet or IgG testing to sort out which foods um, you or your little ones are reacting to um, so that that inflammation and the immune reaction is reduced and um, your immune system's not spending so much energy um, dealing with innocuous things like the food you're eating um, and instead focus its energy and resources on on the real sort of um, pathogens that are making you sick. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, we all know about probiotics, but I'll just touch on it quickly. The, they're the healthy bacteria that help to strengthen your immune system. Um, so probiotics can be sent, found in fermented foods, and of course they can be taken in powder or capsule form from your local ND. Mm -hmm. is, is one better than the other? Do you have a preference for fermented food versus pro pro probiotic supplements? Um, obviously, food is going to be the best source of, of um, probiotics, but um, because your, your body just sees it in its more natural form. Mm -hmm. um, so kombucha, kimchi, sauerkraut, all these things um, you can find in your organic section in your local health food store. And even um, even just doing a tablespoon of the liquid of the sauerkraut or um, or of kimchi provides a lot of um, probiotic organisms. So a little can go a long way with with these things. Great. And are these things that you use with your for yourself and your family too? We're trying to. I mean, we do <laughs> um, we do rotate through um, those three different things. Mm -hmm. mm. And do your son like the taste of fermented food? Is it a hard sell? or <laughs> It is sometimes. It just depends what kind of mood they're in, you know. <laughs> sometimes it's easy and sometimes we need to just use the, the powder because that's um, mm -hmm. just easier to do sometimes, but uh, right, especially right. through the winter. And, and studies have shown that um, probiotics, um, either from food or from um, powder or capsule form, does reduce the incidence and severity of, of colds and flus through the winter season. So it's, hmm. a, it's a great one to have around and for the whole family yes. to, to use. That's good. good. Yeah, yeah my, I, I give some homemade sauerkraut to uh, my son, and so far he likes it. Yeah. So I'm keep, keeping my fingers crossed yeah. that it will stay that way, although I know it can change in the future. Change, but I feel like when you start those things early and you start good dietary changes really early and keep offering your kids um, the right foods, then they will they will just see it as, you know, that's, that's the only choice. Just their normal. <laughs> but I will eat. <laughs> Good. All right. So we talked about so many things already, but are there any other factors that we need to consider when talking about immune health so we can minimize, minimize our risk of getting sick this winter? Yeah. So if, if you're breastfeeding your little one, um, that's amazing. We all know that there are so many wonderful benefits um, like bonding, nourishment, and attachment um, but breast milk always also contains antibodies that help um, your baby fight disease so um, 
diabetes, obesity, and certain cancers have been shown to be reduced in those that are breastfed for longer. So if you're able to breastfeed, then wonderful. Um, keep doing it as long as, as long as it's, it's, it works for your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so stress. I mean, we live in this sort of fast-paced and high-tech world, and, and there is a lot of stress in families. And um, nervous systems are very intimately linked with our immune systems. And so a hyper-aroused nervous system is one that's going to get sick more often, um, unfortunately. So mm-hmm. even the simple act of doing some deep breathing for a couple minutes each day can really send the message to your body that everything's okay. Your body can put down its defenses and move into more of a rest and digest state rather than fight or flight mode, right? So um, mm-hmm. this is especially important when you're eating, Um when you're in rest and digest mode, more blood is going to be shunted to your digestive organs um, where more digestive juices are produced so that food's broken down properly and that pieces of undigested food aren't entering into your bloodstream in your gut and causing unnecessary immune reactions and inflammation. So um, teaching our kids how to calm their nervous systems is really important. So modeling that to our kids is is. Um, is a great thing to do for the whole family. Mm-hmm. Do you think like having the TV on, is that something that could uh, be um, interfering with the rest and digest uh, oh, mode and yeah. the whole digestion? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> any, any screen is going to, and going to stimulate your, your nervous system even more. So um Especially, I see a lot of kids that have sleep trouble or anxiety. Um, so turning down lights and turning off screens, you know, like hours before mm. bedtime, at least one hour before bedtime, no screen should be seen by anyone. Um, mm-hmm. Easier said than done for some people. But, um, yeah, it's just a good way to um, signal to your body that you can your, your melatonin can rise and your nervous system can relax and you can sort of fall to sleep um, much easier when when those things aren't around. And I guess sleep is also important for immunity. Of course. Because it's important for everything. (laughs) So yeah, your immune system is most active at night when you're sleeping. So if you're only getting like six hours of sleep at night, then your immune system will definitely be um, taking a hit for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing you really, really should do when you're... um, when you're feeling like something's a bug is coming on, um, as soon as you feel symptoms, you should just sleep, take a day off before you get really sick. Um, Mm -hmm. Rather than once you're really sick and you kind of have to take a day off, you should really um, be doing that before your immune reaction is really heightened and you're having a lot of symptoms. It's best to do really early on. And of course, throughout your illness, if you you do end up getting sick, Mm -hmm. full-fledged. That's great. Mm-hmm. Are there anything else? That, I know that, you know, uh, I often hear uh, naturopathic doctors talking about castor, castor oil and uh, castor oil packs. Are they, is this something that could also have an impact on immune health? Mm-hmm. So castor oil <laughs> tummy rubs are a really great way to um, increase circulation to the digestive organs. And that, in turn, can strengthen the immune system. Um, so they can, it's really helpful for colic, for indigestion, and sore tummies. 
um, constipation and just a nice um, habit to get into to strengthen your little one's overall immunity. And I mean, I'm talking about this um, for little, little ones, but it can be done for any age. Um, I even will, you know, if I have a bit of indigestion, I'll just give myself a little abdominal massage over top of my clothes with the tips of my fingers so um you can you can adapt it to who whomever or wherever Mm -hmm. um so what you're going to do is um you can do this nightly with little ones when they're when they're little um because their organs are still developing and they need a little bit of extra help with detoxification um it's also a great way to bond with your baby. So maybe dad or the non-breastfeeding partner can um, do this at night after bath time to give um, mom a break. Um, so mm-hmm. what you're going to do is um, if you want to just visualize your, your baby's abdomen. So um, the large intestine is going to run up their right side. Um, and so that's your left side and then it's going to run across mm-hmm. below the ribs and then down their left side. So your right side, um, you're going to take about a quarter sized amount of castor oil, rub it between your palms, and then, um, you're going to massage in a clockwise direction on your baby's abdomen. And, you know, there's no exact science to this. You want to just be, um, massaging in the general clockwise direction, Um, And you can massage in small circles, you can do long strokes going up and across and up and across and down and half circles. I really (laughs) wish you could see me because I'm using a lot of hand gestures right now. (laughs) (laughs) I can see it in my hand. It it sounds, so I guess you can't really do it wrong as long as you're doing, you're you're going in a clockwise direction, right? And you're being gentle. (laughs) Yeah, just be nice and gentle, and and babies really do love it. Um, and, <laughs> you know, before they get to that stage where they're really wriggling around and <laughs> they they can move, um, they they really enjoy it. It's a nice thing, a nice bonding thing to do, and it, it's great for their immune systems. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we all know about vitamin D. Um, mm-hmm. We can get it through sun exposure, which is best, or food through food and supplements. And I recommend that everyone be taking at least a thousand international units per day, even kids, especially through the winter months. Um, as well, I don't know where our listeners are, but in the mm-hmm. northern climate where we are, I guess you don't need any there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you're the one in Canada, yeah, but uh, there's sure. still in many parts of the U.S. where their sun is. Yeah, it's not possible to synthesize vitamin D during the winter. So it's good advice for many people. (laughs) Exactly. And it can play a big role in mood. I'm sure everyone's heard of seasonal affective disorder. And um, and that has a big, um, it has a lot to do with vitamin D. So get your Mm -hmm. vitamin D. (laughs) Great. Um, And the last point um, on prevention is essential fatty acids. Um, So fatty acids, they form the membrane or the outer surface of all the cells in your body. So um, the outer surface or the membrane is what determines um, what gets into the cell and what gets out of the cell. So this is ultimately acting as the brain of the cell as opposed to the nucleus, which was previously thought. So... Having the right fats in your diet is crucial for optimal function of your immune and nervous systems um, because of this, um, the role of the cell membrane. Um, that's another bigger topic too. We could get 
going to mm-hmm. go down the rabbit hole with, but uh, I'm just going <laughs> to leave it there for that one. <laughs> All right. Cool. So it, it looks like there's so many things we can do, and we, we're only talking about prevention here. So, uh, I mean, these tips, I love that they are really simple, practical, and really affordable. So there are no reasons not to try to make at least a few of these changes in our life right now. So this concludes part one of my interview with Dr. Wright. I hope you learned a lot today about natural things you can do to boost your immune system so you don't get sick this winter. Don't forget to tune in in a couple of weeks so our episodes are released every other Tuesday. And in part two of my interview with Dr. Wright, we'll talk about specific natural remedies that you should keep on hand to be prepared just in case you're a little one or even yourself are sick this winter. So we'll address things like colds and flus, uh, bumps and bruises, cuts and scratches, tummy issues. So make sure you tune in to learn about all of these uh, things that you can do to, to, to care for your little ones naturally. All right, so take care. Until next time, bye. Please remember that the views on this podcast and website are not meant to be substituted for medical advice, shouldn't be used to diagnose, treat, or cure any conditions, and are intended for general information purposes only. And thank you for listening to Real Food Mamas. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the podcast to help us spread the real food word. We also invite you to visit our website, realfoodmamaspodcast.com, and our new Facebook page, Real Food Mamas, to find past episodes, leave comments, and ask questions for future shows. Remember, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. Now go on, have a good day, and nourish and nurture you and your family.